Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 176, episode 4 of The Daily Zeitgeist, yeah! the production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared, fucked up conscious. It's Thursday, March 18th, 2021. My name is Jack O'Brien, aka ACAB Talkie, aka X Men Days of Baja Blast. Uh, and I'm thrilled <laughs> to be joined, as always, by my co host, Mr. Miles Gray! I TDZ in the morning, I do the trends at night, I cut back on social media, it makes me feel alright. I smoke oh, yeah. two joints when I wear fleece, and two when I am warm. I load up the division two, and then I smoke two more. Hosnie once said to me, let's watch TV, my man. <laughs> DJ Daniel told me once, let's get real stoned instead. Stoned. <laughs> and then one day, Sophia called and spoke into my head. Let's get high, watch 90 Day, and make a pod, my friend. Okay, shout out to Hank Skippy, you know, for that two joint sublime, you know, Long Beach in the building. Thank yeah, you yeah. for that one. It's nice to be able to put that voice on. Mm. <laughs> That's one of the funner and most, like, most accessible voices out there. Uh, yeah, even the the shittiest of singers, and this does not include you. You are uh, you can hit them all. Well, Bradley, uh, no, that was the appeal. You know, I think that why it has such like Southern, like California. Yeah, just everyone. Like, oh, daddy, life is. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we are thrilled to be joined once again by a returning king, mm-hmm. one of the greats. He is the hilarious, the talented. Jackie Sniff! Jackie says from heaven. Oh, kneel down to me. Kneel down to me. One more time now. Here we go. Uh, uh. (laughs) Jackie says from heaven. Oh, oh, kneel down to me. Kneel down to me. Ha! Hit him with it. (laughs) Fill me with your culture, Holy Ghost. Kneel down to me. Kneel down to me. Here we go. Mm. Let them hear it. Jockey sis from hell. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's all y'all get. Oh, come on. Shout out Kirk Franklin. Yeah, that was beautiful. I know he's in I know, I know we can't talk about Kirk right now because he's cursing out his kids, but (laughs) Right. Well, you know. Let me welcome y'all to Black Church. What's up, fellas? Keith, what's good, man? What's going on? Also, a podcast Academy Award nominee. Oh, yeah, let's man. Let's not forget that little one. You know, Culture Kings ended and they decided to, you know, finally nominate it for some type of an award. <laughs> uh, that's all we <laughs> had to do. It's works. like, ah, uh, finally, you niggas are done. Let's, <laughs> let's give y'all an award. Don't ever yeah. come back. Uh, nah, it's cool, man. I'm, I'm. I'm uh, I'm really thankful. I, that was a really cool thing to get nominated with some really dope podcasts and uh, share it yeah, with man. everybody who has had a hand in in the show, including you guys. So yeah, uh, it was well, pretty well dope. deserved, man. Yeah, yeah. to see the awards are what like in mid May or something, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. We have no chance at all to win, but uh, mm-hmm. but you know, I mean, based yeah, I mean, based on who I like personally, I think y'all should win. I mean, yeah. well, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I do you know the other people know personally? Brian? 
Tig Notaro to a certain extent. Yeah. Okay, okay. Then you yeah. know what? Then you know what? We're better than Tig Notaro. I mean, I say I know Tig Notaro <laughs> because I was at Tig Notaro's wedding only because Her oh. Majesty. Like, but it, but it wasn't like Tig knew who I, I was. The fuck, I was just a guest. You was a plus one. You was a plus one. <laughs> was she a saw plus you. One. She saw you, bro. She saw you, yeah. man. She she remembers you. She remembers you. I hope so. I hope so. But as long as y'all remember me, I got that. She definitely yeah, yeah. remembers you from the dance floor, uh, from what I've been told about your performance at that wedding. Wow. Uh, well, yeah. you know, you know. Wow. Is, you still I, in that I, I, new I, Casper slide? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> <you know? laughs> I don't like to brag, but you know, there, there's there's probably some clips out there. Me and uh, Alicia Silverstone. You know? Ooh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah, you know. Don't go for it. Oh man. It's good to see you again, Jaquees. What's uh what's new, man, for Zeitgeist listeners who uh haven't heard from you what's in a while? What's new? Oh man, what's new? What's new? I mean, I got a new podcast out um on the Headcom Network called The Cast. We're talking about reality TV. Mm-hmm. We're we're trying to create the all time greatest reality TV show cast. Uh so yeah, that's gonna be fun. And then every season I think we'll try to create an all-time cast, depending on what genre we do. Um, so that's pretty fun. What else is new? You know, oh, you know, awesome. I, I've, I've tried cocaine. Um, <laughs> yeah. How'd that it's go? It's good, man. It's How good. You know, I, I, your car- oh, so your career's taking off. What my career's like? taking <laughs> off, man. You know, it's, it's, it's there, man. It's there. I, I, fi- I found the elixir, man. I found the key. Yeah. <laughs> So I've I'm tried good, man. Cocaine is my favorite answer to that. <laughs> uh, not for me, but tried it. Just want to be. Yeah, you know, yeah. Oh, I mean, man. you know, I, I probably would just dabble every once in a while, but you yeah, know, yeah. No, yeah. like a gentleman, you do like cocaine a gentleman. like a gentleman. Yeah, yeah. nah, I'm not gonna put no line marks on my my, my table. You know, yeah, I, I got right, I got right. I got a cross with a spoon. You're not gonna yeah. do that. Yeah, you got you have a seat. You have a fucked up CD case for that. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 That's how we do it. That's how we do it. Uh, awesome. Well, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. We're going to talk about white supremacy uh, oh. and uh, hate crimes, the, the hate crime that happened in Georgia, um, the violently white supremacist uh, police response. Uh, to white supremacist violence. Uh, We'll talk about Biden now being open to altering the filibuster. Uh, We'll talk about that (laughs) Elliot Page time cover. Talk about uh, Disney's approach to gay characters being, making them uh, just like a don't ask, don't tell type thing. We'll talk about another uh, new podcast that I think everybody's going to be excited about, uh, not to overshadow uh, the cast. No, nah, no, nah, you can uh, overshadow it, man. It's okay. I mean, this is this is pretty intriguing. Uh, IKEA is turning their catalog Ooh. into a podcast, mm. uh, because they apparently just found out about podcasts. Their mm-hmm. their reason for entering the space is you've probably binged through every possible podcast, which. Uh. Is the uh-huh. exact opposite of the the problem <laughs> with podcasts? Yeah, can never yeah. get through it. There's too few podcasts. Yeah, you need too another. few. Po- that's that is their uh, <laughs> mission statement. All of that, plenty more. But first, Jaquise, we like to ask our guest, "What is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are or what you're up to?" All right, so 
here's here's something that's I'm getting back into video games. This isn't exciting or fun or anything or funny. I'm sorry, Zeitgeist. I'm not here to make y'all chuckle today. I'm here this to talk serious, serious shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh I've just started playing seven years late, The Last of Us. Oh okay. shit. And you know what? You know, like when I was younger, in my younger days, when my brain was a little more sharp, it was it was operating on all levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I would I wouldn't go to the internet for walkthroughs or things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but fuck that, man. I'm 34 years old. My brain, I'm like I ain't got time to be sitting up here waiting, like trying to find a goddamn dumpster to pull over to a wall if I don't know where it is. So I'll be hitting <laughs> these walkthroughs up. I be hitting these walkthroughs up and be like, all right, Last of Us, right. and I don't know what the chapters are called. I just be like, Last of Us. Uh, stuck in dirty water, and then like find what I need, <laughs> find what I need, and it come up, so and true. I find it, and it's always the simplest shit. And I be like, oh yeah, I walked past that like forty times, uh, right. but yeah, man, it's it's a fun, it's a great There's game. Nothing wrong with walkthroughs, you know, because and you know back in our days, the the book version, the Prima guides that mm-hmm. they used to put out for a video game, my ass was going to the library to fucking borrow like how to beat Tomb Raider and shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, you used to have to buy books for the game yeah. walkthroughs back know. in the day. They don't know, or, man. Or you do the thing where, like, you used to go to a bookstore and treat the bookstore like the internet. We're like, well, I'm not going to buy it, but I'll right. sit in here, I'll write everything down, and then I'm going to leave. <laughs> uh, there's that, too. But, yeah, The yeah. Last of Us is one of those games that really, I see, like, I totally get the walkthrough shit because it's so intense at times. Like, yes. it, it doesn't exactly, like, you don't come into the same feeling like a, a Call of Duty. We're like, yeah, fuck that. What's good? It's The Last of Us. I'm here to do shit. And then you're like, oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> the deck the deck is completely stacked against me, and it's I have to be clever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I'm not clever, so yeah, me either. Uh, I need I need that help. I need that help. But I'm almost there. I'm at the last chapter, so I'm I'm okay. excited to finish it out and and beat it. All right, and then by Last of Us Two. <laughs> My search history is absolutely riddled with a much lamer version of that, where it's uh, looking up crossword answers just to like yes. get through a crossword puzzle. Yeah. Wait, how do you, you know. do that? You just literally search the clue? Yeah. And oh. there's there's all sorts of websites for it. Like hours after the New York Times puts its crossword up, you can they People they have websites that are just on that shit. Um but yeah, I'm not I I am ashamed, I should say. I, no, I don't be ashamed, ashamed, man. Uh, how the hell how the hell are you supposed to know everything? What's a four letter I don't, word? But I don't know a single one of them. I just look <laughs> okay. them all up and okay. then I'm like, hey, and show it to my you wife. And she's like, I don't care. I Jack's don't phone care. bill from all the crossword <laughs> game puzzle games that he uses, but he just buys the hint packs. So That's he's right. like, yeah. just throw $10, 10 bucks, 20 40 50 Yeah. Yeah. I haven't gotten a single one in a, in a long time. And why but... do it? It's more fun. You just hit. Press hint, 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 hint. <laughs> and then unless you know it, you type it. You type That's it. So right. you're still doing some work. You're still doing yeah. your thing, you know. Thank you. Know you know what? I respect that. I respect it. <laughs> uh, what is something you think is overrated? Computers. Okay. Computers are overrated. Let me tell you, if, like, unless you, like, truly need a computer for work. Like, everybody, you know, especially our age, we all went through this phase where you had to have a computer, right? It was the thing you had to have. And unless you need it for work, like if you're an engineer, editor, you do papers and shit. Like if you need it for work, then you need you it for do work. Papers. Yeah, you do papers. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't yeah. know what the fuck people who work yeah. do. I don't know. I don't work. Uh, <laughs> I'm in the yeah, entertainment have industry. This I don't paper on work. my desk by the end of the week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this term shit. paper. Do you think that I don't need. Like... I don't write scripts either. I'm an actor, so there's right, no right, need right. for me to, to. And so, like, you know, if it wasn't for the pandemic, zooms and all this shit, and 
need to record. I would have no need for an actual computer. I have my phone. I have my tablet. That's kind of all I need. I'm not saying they're useless. Right. I'm just saying they are Simplified. overrated for the fact that we are all expected to have one, and they're so fucking expensive to buy. So expensive. Yeah. Yeah, especially people who don't need them and buy Macs. Like, what you doing with your life? Buy a PC. You fine. Right, right, right. Like, right. if you don't need a computer and you buy a $1,300 Apple like computer, or like, <laughs> you, you dumb. You just, you're dumb. You're wasting money. Save that money. Save it. I feel like computers are becoming, like, healthcare where it's, like, you have to have a job to get one. Like, yeah, kind of. Like, get it through work because otherwise it's, like, prohibitively expensive. Right. Yeah. Especially like job. Max. That means work like, computer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're all mad because, oh, because I've downloaded a bunch of torrented soccer matches on there. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah. IT guy. Right. Yeah. But even you could do that. Like, even like, you know, people have found out how to do that, like jailbreaking their fire sticks and torrenting yeah. shit. So, like, even you could do that just on the TV. Also, if you're watching computer TV on your computer, like, exclusively. Uh, fix your life man like tv should be watched on tv i am a purist tv should be watched on tv especially now if we're replacing like movie theaters with tvs like you need you need to be able to just get drink it in baby drink it in drink it in Um, my screen shouldn't be smaller than fucking lucille ball screen when she was watching tv (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, come too right. far, right? Right. You come too far for me to be watching TV on a 13 inch screen. Like, I'm right. no, phone like, screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A third of it is it, wood paneling. Right. So much of uh, this shit comes through, like, the, your browser that I, I do have to force myself. It's easy because so much of my day happens at my desk. Like, that's true. I'll, I'm typing here, I'm recording here, I'm like reading up, researching other stuff, trying to watch something, and I'm like, shit, I need to like. I need like remember there are spaces to do this. Yeah, because it's very easy to then like entirely live your life through one fucking screen. That's true. And it's it's like it's been a lot of work to sort of like keep my mind aware of that actually. But where you differ and some people don't, these are the people I'm talking about. In your situation, I think that's cool. But like, if you want to sit down and watch a movie, like, yeah, you, yeah. I'm sure you go to the TV if you yeah, wanna, yeah, like, I want. Yeah, I'm to. watching. Yeah. I catch myself though doing what you do. I'm like, why the fuck am I watching my phone? Like, what the fuck yeah. am I doing? Like, get up, yeah. sit down, like, do that thing. Yeah. 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 But how are you going to watch an NBA game while you watch a movie? If, unless you have the NBA game on TV and then the movie, the movie on the on little it. screen. You know, That's how oh, Christopher yeah. Nolan asks that we watch movies. Uh, he says that cinema must be experienced on a phone in your lap while an NBA game is live in the background. <laughs> I mean, um, he's he's the god of movies, so you know. he does. He does. People treat him like that. Yeah. Hey, I yeah. mean, he he also. I think he went to the AMC in Burbank. Yeah. Yeah. He's, shit. I'm gonna be there soon. I'm vaccinated, so I'm gonna so, be there one day. Oh, he treated the man. reopening. Uh, you're vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm vaccinated. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Got, I got the juice in me. You know, I got yeah. the juice. <laughs> Fully, you, you got know? both. I got both, man. I'm hey, fully vaccinated. I've been fully man. vaccinated since January 29th. You get to feel, I've been in it. You get wow, to feel really? so superior while you're wearing a mask. My wife's vaccinated. She's like, I don't have to wear this shit, but I do yeah. for you people. I will. I, I still wear my mask. I even still double up masks if I'm going to be around a whole bunch of people, especially strangers. But I have noticed that your boy has been forgetting his mask sometimes when I'm like going to take out the garbage or, you know, right, right. I'll, uh-huh, I'll step out uh-huh. the car, be halfway like, hey, down man. the street. 
And I'd be like, oh, shit, I ain't got my mask on. I, I'm starting to forget it. So, you know, it, it's, it's a thing. It's definitely a thing. Just back to your original overrated. Do you, do you guys think that we will, in the future, look at, like, laptops and, I mean, desktops are already, like, going the way of, you know, the Atari. I feel like not a lot of people have desktops except for, for work. But, like, mm-hmm. I, I feel, you know, I've heard stories of people being, like, uh, young children being like, what's a computer? Because they just only mm-hmm. have, you know, tablets or phones. And, yeah. Uh, I could definitely see that. Like, the idea that you have a machine that is, like, mostly keyboard is going to be uh, a weird thing in the in the future. Mm. I hope so. I hope, I hope one day we get, you know, some, like, minority report type technology um, where, like, the screens, you can just kind of, it's like, uh, or Iron Man or Tony Stark when he's just moving yeah, right. his hands and stuff. Oh, yeah. I, that should be dope. Like, that's the future I'm waiting for. Like, the technology that's... is dope. It's great. Future. Yay. Like, <laughs> movies have shown us we can do better, man. So let's do better. <laughs> right. Come on. Bring that up. That's two days in a row we've talked about gesture-based computing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We talked about Minority Report yesterday, Specifically, too. Specifically, just so tabs trying to get a vaccine, just trying to figure out and shit. This is like the hit streak, the DiMaggio yeah. hit streak. We'll see how Ooh. many days in a row organically uh, Minority Report. Right. Uh, but but gesture-based computing specifically. <laughs> yes. 54 days in a row. 54 right. days. Uh, what is something you think is underrated? All right. Follow me here. Follow me. I, I grew up sleeping on a twin mattress, you know, because everybody does. Yeah. And then you upgrade to a full-size mattress eventually, and, and, and maybe you even upgrade to a queen mattress, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and, and when you get your partner, and, they, and if you, you know, have a significant other or somebody you sleep with or you just knock and cheat, seeing you mm-hmm. get the queen mattress and you get a little bigger, you think you're doing it, right? Let me tell you. You haven't lived until you bought yourself a king mattress, all right? <laughs> king mattresses are underrated. I, there is no need. If you have two people sleeping in your bed and yeah. you're sleeping on a queen, you're doing it wrong. Uh, I'm 5'8", so I'm small. I can only imagine people that's like six feet, you know, sleeping with some. Get a king mattress. It is beautiful. You can sleep diagonally. Uh, <laughs> Your, your, your partner, and I know everybody who's freshly in love likes to cuddle and shit. Fuck that. Get away from yeah. the side, my yeah, that side shit of the ends, bed. That shit ends <laughs> about like eight months <laughs> that in. That yeah. shit ends. Get away from my side yeah. of the bed. Get on your side of the bed. Turn your back to me and go to sleep. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Those first eight months like of in a new relationship when y'all are just cuddling the fuck out of each other, it's like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm not alone anymore. Thank you so much. Right. It's like yeah. sort of a vibe. <laughs> and then when you realize, okay, they're going to be here, you're like, motherfucker, get off of me. Get right. off of me. Thank I'm you. Hot. I'm glad, glad we're together and we're avoiding loneliness together. But yes. now I'm pa- I'm I've got I've filled my tank up from that mm-hmm. and I just need to sleep because I fucking I'm stressed. But yes. Yeah. You know, like we you know, like every once in a while, you know, me and my girl will still like get in bed and then we'll like hug each other sure, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And then like three minutes later we have no qualms of saying, back All right, to I'm back. gonna go ahead and turn over. <laughs> right. And then yeah, we yeah. roll over four or five times and we still on the bed because that's yeah. what a king mattress can do for oh, you. Wow. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. See, I, I bring this up too because we had a guest uh recently, I think it was Dahlia, right? Yeah, Dahlia who came oh, on. Oh, Dahlia. She, oh, cool. I love she her. was saying like that, you know, she sleeps in her own bed. You know, she got her mm-hmm. own bed because it's hard to share a bed. And I get that's probably also born out of sharing like too small a bed. Uh, I, I have too many pets in my bed. So I'm like, fuck, I don't even know if a king will solve it. But I I just I, I'm keeping my eyes to the the podcast advertiser heavens. Yeah. Uh, well, know, let me tell you, king may rain down upon me. 
Let me tell you what you got to do, Miles. If you even want to upgrade from there, you know what I'm saying? You're making a little coin. You're making a mm-hmm. little print penny. You know, I'm not, I'm not in your pockets, but yeah, yeah. I know you're making a little coin. Yeah, Go get yeah. you an Australian king, which is like... What? what? Like, yes. Like a king's mattress is like 80-something <laughs> inches across. An Australian king is like 100-something inches. So that's like for you. That's like Shaq's girl. Bed. Yes, wow. that's for your pets, and everybody got space Me on that and you, your mama, and your cousin, too. Everybody's <laughs> okay. sleeping on that mattress. Everybody's wow. sleeping on that mattress. So, you know what I'm saying? Is that like, that. So, is it bigger than a California king? Because, what, there's yeah. king? California, California king's king. just longer, I think. California king's just longer. It's actually smaller uh, in width. It's just longer. Wow. Uh, yeah, but, yes, it's bigger. It's, it's All like right. 30 you know inches right, bigger. This is... The first I've ever heard of this. This is huge, but the, yes. it's on brand. It, you know, king king shit is on brand for you. So king exactly. shit is on brand. You know, I got to keep yeah. up with my king stuff. I got to keep it up. Keep it up. Mm. Yeah, because as you're saying, yes, it, it is hard for me as somebody who is six three in Tim's uh, that you know to get into bed is <laughs> just very difficult sometimes. You know, the, these mattresses are just not built for me. You know. Yeah. 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 Uh, is is pretty dope. I'm trying to look to see what the actual size of a, a Australian king is, so I can let you know. And for whatever reason, it's very hard to fucking find, uh, offhand. But I know it's bigger. So look into mm. that and get that, man. You know, yeah. drop that two grand. Drop that two grand. I mean, honestly, you. It, there's no truer fact than you spend the most time that is like vital to your life on a bed. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Absolutely. Like I can, I remember in my mind the eras of my life where I slept on shit mattresses. Yeah. My life was in shambles. Like I, I remember, I remember when I first started dating her majesty, yo, she had the most fucked up mattress to the point where I was like, yo, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to last. Cause this is like, (laughs) I I can't be with somebody who's disrespecting their own body like this on Mm -hmm. the daily, uh, with a mattress like this. So yeah, yeah. it's wrong. It's wrong. Yeah, Yeah. it's wrong. Your body deserves it. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break and we will be right back. And we're back and uh, mass shootings are back in the United States. Uh, is this the first one post pandemic? It's the first like one it. in a minute. It's the first one I've heard of in a minute, man. It's, yeah. it's, Honestly, it's like... I, I, I would be surprised if it was the first one, you know, what yeah. I mean? just like based on how this country moves and like our news cycle. Just yeah. But I mean, it's yeah. the first one. It's the first one that has gotten national attention in a few months right. Um, to my knowledge yeah well uh, i mean it also depends on what you consider a mass shooting i guess which is very sad to say in our country (laughs) yeah we gotta we gotta specify we gotta we gotta get down to the taxonomy of the various types of uh mass murder um but in this case uh people have probably heard by now a 21 year old white man uh went on a shooting spree in atlanta where eight people were killed six of them were asian women And, you know, this is an ongoing story we've been talking about, about, you know, Asian hate crimes. There was just a a man arrested yesterday in San Francisco. So same day that this mass shooting happened for beating up two uh, Asian men, cutting one of them on the face. And yeah, it's this has just been going on. Yeah. Uh, The whole thing is it it's just part and parcel of how like this country works you know it's uh like every marginalized group 
in the country knows this pattern, right? It's like there's racist, xenophobic talk surrounding your community or hateful rhetoric surrounding your community. And it always ends in violence. It always ends in violence. You could be Jewish. You could be a Muslim. You could be black, Latino, Asian, Native American, LGBTQ, whatever it is. If you are not them, if you are not a cis, het, white Christian person, and they start putting their focus, their hateful focus on you, it will always end in violence. And, you know, this fucking, I don't know what parts we want to talk about. I'm just so fucking overwhelmed in general, but like, from the the ridiculous press conference where not only like the the sheriff was just saying like you know this just kind of ended they kind of had a really bad day and then this is kind of what happened and then blaming it on sex addiction like it legitimately reminded me of a press conference where a select like charlie sheen has like gone on a bender and his spokesperson comes out and like starts being like hey he owns what he did he had a really bad day um and he struggles with addiction like that's yeah that is where the story went fucking immediately yeah and that's really i mean here's the sad part about that i'm not surprised i'm not surprised that's where the story went because that's where it always fucking goes you know like when you talk about crimes committed by uh white men and white people in general but uh, specifically white men it's always you know uh, they're just, you know, something, a screw is loose. Had or, a tantrum. Had a tantrum or, you know, violent video like games. He's a fucking toddler. He lashed out. That, yeah. that was what the fucking police said. And then, and even the journalists, they they were dropping yeah. the ball too, just being like, asking the like lamest questions. Like, yeah. get right. to the bottom of it. Because they're sort of letting it rock with the sheriff's like, well, he said it wasn't racially motivated. So right now, we don't know uh, if it was. Right. It's uh-huh. it's it's amazing that in 2021 we still bullshitting. Yeah, you right. know it's just like uh, you know sometimes you know when I when I'm talking to you, when you're talking to like your significant other, you both are in long term relationships, and then you, you know you pick up on something and they'd be like, "Oh, that's not what I'm doing," and he's like, "Yes, it is. I didn't say <laughs> it." And it's like I know you. I've known you for yeah. years. You know right. what I'm saying? It's just mm-hmm. like we know this country. We know we know what it is. We know what it is. If it looks like it, if it quacks like it, then it is it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's, it's very fucking sad. And it also, for me, like white supremacy has been a thing um, for all our lives, for centuries in this country. But, you know, I, when when Trump was not reelected and Biden won, I was very careful to still let the people who were just excited to move on from that administration to have their fucking moment because mm-hmm. like yeah the shit wasn't better before but i can honestly say that he gave that administration gave people the credence to feel more emboldened than I've ever seen in my mm-hmm. fucking life. <laughs> and I've been yeah. here for 34 years. From down to him calling the coronavirus, you know what he was called, the racist thing he was calling it. Mm-hmm. Like, that shit matters, man. That shit matters. When you have somebody and you have a group of people who are already ignorant and racist and you fuel the fire on a national scale. Yeah. Then at, you get a pandemic that turns into let's commit hate crimes against Asians and Asian Americans. It's very fucking, it's upsetting. It's upsetting as hell. Look at the sentences that 
Like th- this is on Bastards this week. They're they're covering one of the Nazi hate groups that committed the you know murder in uh, Charlottesville, and the sentences for the people who were specifically involved in planning that and carrying out that attack. Robert started out by being like they were sentenced to twenty seven, and that it's months. They were given mm-hmm. twenty seven months. Months. Yeah. Damn. Like, look, look at the way that they beat up, drove cars through, pepper sprayed. The police did all that to protesters who dared to demand that, you know, black lives and black bodies be given the same value and protection as white lives and white bodies. Like, it's not getting it's not getting better. I feel like there's that that narrative that goes along with what you're talking about, Jaquise, the, you know, well, Biden won and the Repub- the Democrats are, uh, you know, part of this for March of Progress. Like, it's getting, like, more mask off. Like, it's, yeah. it's unacceptable. 27 months is insane, too. Like, a late payment on my credit report lasts longer than yeah. <laughs> right. somebody planning a murder and, mm-hmm. like, the violence against people and humanity. It's, it's insane. I just... You know, and even for this sheriff to try and obscure it, like, well, it was a bad day. Maybe it was his sex addiction or whatever. Whatever it is, it's a hate crime. You know what I mean? Whether he hates Asians, whether he hates women or sex work or whatever it is, he's 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 pulling up in with this hatred. Um, And just like this already bringing in like the really fucked up, like lack of nuance and talking about sex work and like, well, you know, like, and he felt that like he had to be rid of these like temptations, like as if that's something we should have sympathy for. Like, Oh yes. And their lives. That's, that's the solution. And the whole thing about, uh, you know, the last year talking about like, you know, these people want a race war, you know, they want to start a race war. Motherfucker. It's been a race war this whole time. Cause all I see are casualties of a race war that is just very one-sided. It's white, people killing whether it's race or religion or whatever but it's very clear there are casualties i can point to casualties so don't tell me there's not a war because there are casualties here and people are just fighting this race war at different levels different investments you know some people they're violent murderers and they contribute with their violent actions others might just be sounding boards for vitriol and just water the fucking fields of hate with their words and that's their That's how they're that's how they get in on the race war. Some people just might rock provocative clothing or bumper stickers to trigger mm-hmm. people to be like, yeah, oh yeah, you like this shit. I got to, you know, fucking I can't breathe me, whatever the fuck you're doing. That's another mm-hmm. some but that's another way of participating. The real it's just thing, like a though, war zone, you know, yeah. like everybody on a war zone ain't out there with guns, like shooting and fighting. Like yeah. there's many moving parts to a war. Yeah. <laughs> many. And the, I, the irony is that most people don't realize that like the trick of this whole white supremacy thing is that most people think by being a silent bystander, you are not being you're not an active combatant in this war. You actually are by being passive. And that's the trick about white supremacy is saying if you're passive, then you're not participating it by but by not being active in opposing it, you are allowing it to spread. It's the lack of action that allows it to spread. It's the lack of calling someone out for saying hateful shit that allows it to spread. It's it's not sticking up for someone when you may have been able to assist them that allows it to spread. Being passive allows racist people to walk in a room and think they ain't going to do shit. So I'm good. And people get that. 
people people who say like who pretend like they don't get that get that like because it it is apparent in many other fucking forms of life i'm even thinking sports like if i'm playing basketball and somebody sets a pick and i don't see it coming then i'm yelling at my team for like yell that fucking pick out you know what i'm saying like tell me it's happening you know what i'm saying because you see it let me know it's happening. Don't be silent. If you like football, Tom Brady always screaming at his goddamn players for not communicating on the damn sidelines. You know what I'm saying? So this whole, uh, if I'm silent, I'm not being passive or if I'm silent, it, it doesn't mean anything. Yes, it does. Because when you're silent, then bad shit happens and the work doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And which is why, you know. Personally, sometimes I get more upset at the white liberal and the white leftists or the the or the people who are silent in the game. When I say your silence is deafening because and this is sad, but I've been dealing with the other side my whole life. I'm used to them. It's the motherfuckers who pretend like I love you and your life matters, but I'm going to stay quiet. Like right. then then what are you what is you doing, baby? What is you doing? Oh, no, I, I'm, I'm not a human. I'm, I'm a mere collection of correct opinions. Right. Yeah. That's, and I don't live them out. That's all I've done. I've just parsed through what the correct stances and takes are, and I've just embraced them. I'm not actually trying. I don't believe them. I'm just doing this to not stand out from the crowd because I don't care enough. And just because you don't care enough, that's this is what's going on now. And yeah. it's just so fucked up because this whole year, and not this whole year, if so many people in this country know this feeling of watching people that look like you get killed and people then shit doesn't happen. Yep. And you have to think you're like, how many people have seen up? Oh, that's that could have been my mother, my brother, my sister, my father, my gr- uncle, my grandmother. And and we're still just left here to wonder in the unpredictable nature of like existing in this racist country of, well, when's it coming to my doorstep? The other day I was at the Asian market and I'm not joking. I was in there thinking, man, I, I can't imagine. I know some shit's just going to happen here. Yeah. Cause it's too many. It's Asian people coming here to get their groceries, their specific items. But for someone like, you know, whatever his motivations are, it's just like, those are the thought processes. Many people in many different communities have. Yeah. Having to like look over your shoulder and it's just like, what the fuck? While this dude was going on his killing spree, we were coincidentally covering a story about Tucker Carlson's head writer going out of his way to like attack an Asian woman on Facebook uh, because of her like sexual autonomy. It's just, yeah, it, it's just everywhere at every level. It's incessant it's it, and it, it's not going to change especially if if the people who are in charge of policing the society are just going to treat it like it's a fucking i don't know like, well i mean that's where you just see like you you see you see the the system as it exists now and you can see where why it's like this who's upholding these systems and whether it's you know but they have many ways of upholding it and it's never it's rare, rarely is it directly through racialized policy right um and i think that's the real fucked up part is that it has people thinking that we have elected officials that are there that are going to be able to solve this they're not they're not interested in it it's not it's not in their wheelhouse of experience and so we're left honestly fending for ourselves having to implore our like others in our community like Hey, I'm gonna stick up. I'm gonna stick up for you if you stick. Like we got to. We honestly have to just. We only have each other right now. 
We all um, we, we all we get. And this has yeah. always been like an adage in the black community. Yeah. We all we get. But, um, you know, as we grow and as we learn and learn about intersectionality, uh, one group can't beat racism and white supremacy alone. No. Uh, we can't do it unless we're all fighting for each other, you know, and 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 we have to, man, because if not, then who else is going to do it? You know what I'm saying? Like the sad part about this is we're fighting all of us, all this shit. We're fighting for some shit we'll never see. Yeah. And we know that. We know that. Yeah. I know. I know that in my lifetime and hopefully I still got, you know, some some decades left. So maybe I don't know. But for most of my life, like racism isn't going to go away. Like white supremacy isn't going to go away, but I hope it gets better and better and better. So for my children or their children, like eventually this shit ends because it's been too fucking long. And it's it seems like progress is slow because it's because it's, you know, right in front of you and we're still seeing everything. But, you know, it's, it's very fucking upsetting. It's upsetting. I don't look what, I really don't know what to yeah. say. We've been talking about it recently, but look what scares them the most. It's when Martin Luther King Jr. starts talking about, you know, building a coalition. It's about mm-hmm. it's when Fred Hampton talks about building a coalition. Yeah. Put bringing people together. That's what that's what scares them the most. That's when they murder those those leaders. Yeah. 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 And it's just right there. That's the funny thing, you know. So many people know this feeling. You know what I mean? Of my community is at as at risk from attacks from some kind of race, racial hatred or just some hatred in general. My community yeah. is at risk. And like there, we have to find a way to begin really refocusing this energy in a way that is is going to create the kind of solidarity with each other that we're going to need to actually fight back because it can't it, we can't just be like having these little pockets of solidarity like truly yeah i mean i don't know how many more times we're gonna have to report on shit like this and i know it's not gonna stop but god damn like i also just implore people to also think of just the real subtle ways that every i feel like every couple months we gotta just be like hey everyone take a second think about how you can actually contribute to something that is going to actively fight back against it rather than just being like, oh, that I'm against it. Mm-hmm. Great. But there's an active campaign uh, against many marginalized people. So there has to be just as active a campaign to fight back against it. It's the only way she can, she can you know, sort itself out. I mean, I personally vow that I'm going to fight just as hard to protect all communities around me that are marginalized and victims of this just as hard as I'm going to fight to make sure that Taylor Swift never wins an album of the year again. Um, and that's hard. That's hard as hell. I'm fighting hard as hell for that, you know? So. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. Well, one quick thing I wanted to bring up just in where, as I was like, kind of thinking back about the, the way the police reacted to the black lives matter protests over uh, the summer we're we're going back and watching the movies from 2015 to like kind of get a sense of what what should have won the Oscars that year with with uh, retrospect and what one of the documentaries that was uh, nominated is called Winter on Fire and it's about this mm. uprising in Ukraine in the city the capital city of Ukraine and it's 
so inspiring. It's like everybody just got together. They, I mean, they, a lot of people died, but the police looked exactly like they responded to it exactly the same. Uh, but the people were able to unite and they just basically turned their city center into a for- like a snow fortress because it was the middle of the winter and, uh, you know, eventually got the president to resign and got change uh, through coordination and just everybody kind of coming together around something that they recognized was, in ju- you know, it wasn't justice. Yeah. And I just, I really, it's on Netflix. People, I, I highly recommend for anybody who's interested in, you know, it's just inspiring for for anybody who's interested in doing something about the what's what's currently happening in America. We just need to in- encourage people, Americans, to have more of an imagination for revolution. You know, yeah. to yeah. have that ability to envision like revolutionary action on some mm-hmm. level, because most people, it's easy to just be like, I don't know, I go to my fucking job, I pay my bills, like maybe I'll get that and I'll die and it's cool. Right. And, like maybe there's a better version. But, like it's so. There we're all I mean, so many people have been seeing it for a long time. But if the more and more people begin to see it and realize it really is something that we can actually affect change and something we can all participate in. Like that's just the moment I think many people are trying to work towards to be able to do that. So like that, there's a switch and it's like, yeah, I think I think most of us are off this shit now. Yeah. And now we're going to do something about it. But we haven't reached that tipping point. But like, yeah, just to that other idea of just how cancel culture is like that release valve to kind of keep us from really feeling that revolutionary ideation uh, or to think about how we can really wrest control in a way that will benefit all people as a way to like just kind of keep keep people passive and just sort of keep uh, accepting the status quo but i mean i feel like every day more and more people are really not fucking with it but i don't know how long it's going to take yeah um All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. So it seems like Biden might now be open to uh, altering the filibuster. Is that Mm -hmm. what what, (laughs) he's like? You got to start slow. You know, Joe, I get it, baby. Doing some filibuster foreplay. Because you know you're about to smash that thing wide open. That's the only way it's going to happen. So when I start off, oh, I'll never take I'll never take away the filibuster. This is, this is sacred. And people are like, are you dumb? Because right. this yeah. is just going to be the Obama administration all over again. Where yeah. you just be like, well, I guess we can't do anything now. Um, you but have now, to. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. The the they're, they're, the Republicans are fighting an active war to take away our rights to vote in over 40 states now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to you have to actually fight back. So in this interview with George Stephanopoulos, he said for the first time like that he was open. Everything was like I was just sort of categorically. No. So when Stephanopoulos was like, hey, you know, like I thought you were kind of faced with this binary of like preserving the filibuster or like destroying it and able to or to be able to get stuff done. He says this is what Joe Biden says, quote. Yes, but here's the choice. I don't think that you have to eliminate the filibuster. You have to do it. Uh, wait, what? You have to do it what it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. The uh, To the earlier question when you said, are you fucking dumb? Uh, the answer is, come on, man. Yeah, come on, man. of course I am. <laughs> of course I am. And he says, you have to do it what it used to be when I first got to the Senate back in the old days. 
You had to stand up and command the floor, Jack. You had to keep talking, <laughs> PDF. Uh, so yeah, they're trying. Joe to Biden cracks rules. me up, man. <laughs> he cracks me. He's so. If they old. just let him talk. He would be yeah. the funniest president we've ever had. Uh, so yeah, I mean, like that's that could be interesting. It would be at the very least. I mean, Joe Manchin has also said he's been like, yeah, well, maybe there could be another version where they have to keep forty-one votes on the floor mm-hmm. to be able to keep this going as a way to just like you know make it very uh, labor intensive. For the Republicans to waste time to try and block legislation, but let, I'm not under. Look, they have the energy for that. Right, yeah, they have they'll the do energy. it. They'll they do have it. the energy. So that's why I'm like, well, then fuck it. Then just get rid of the filibuster because you know they have the energy and they'll find a way to fuck around and just because you know the Voting Rights uh, Civil Rights Act of '64 they filibustered for 60 straight days mm. just to stop that shit. That's the kind of energy they were able to fucking talk shit for 60 days straight to try and keep that shit from happening. Eventually. They caved, but they wasted two months to do that. And Mitch McConnell has warned. He's like, you know, if you take out, there will be a scorched earth Senate. You don't want it there. We'll advance bills like you wouldn't believe. Motherfucker, we've seen it already. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not How scared could... of that shit. We've, we're living. It doesn't fuck. I don't give a fuck about your threat. You're pump faking. Yeah. But it's so much. The Democrats actually have an opportunity to push forward legislation and make it law that would keep their f- active fuckery campaigns from doing any kind of damage that would dwindle the effectiveness and the minority ruling power of the, the Republicans. I I don't know why we have to always play, po- why they play politics with this and do it the right way or, you know, quote unquote, white right way of how it should be done. And because Republicans don't do that shit. Republicans are like, oh, we got power. We about to go ahead and do our damn thing. This is what we do, you know? Yeah. And and the left, for whatever reason, moderate Democrats especially, mostly, because progressives are about that business, but, like, moderate Democrats especially are always waffling their feet on shit that's right in front of your face. If somebody keeps punching me in the face and the only, like, option that I have to, for them to stop punching me in the face is to move my face... I'm not going to think about moving my face. I'm just going to fucking do it. So, like, they always are thinking about, should I move my face? But people, like, you know, like, dodging a punch right. isn't how, you know, real people fight. You know, I don't we want just them fight. to think I can't take a punch. I don't though. want them to right. think I can't take a punch. Then fuck that. Move your face. <laughs> Remove the filibuster. But they'll make fun of me for flinching. They made exactly. fun of me for flinching what? before. It's just the hey, dumbest we're dying. shit. Motherfucker, we're dying. I don't give a they fuck. just passed this stimulus package or this care pack, whatever it's called, the 1.9 trillion package with zero Republican votes, not just from the Senate, from both chambers of Congress, zero, not one Republican, not, not, not no Republican who even voted to impeach Trump voted for this shit (laughs) like Mitt Romney's bitch ass didn't vote not all these Republicans who you think like have some type of moral consciousness zero Republicans what the fuck does that what else proof do you need I don't understand it I don't get it I don't think it's like the thing is like they're realizing their buddies you know like when you grow up and I get these people have worked together for years yeah and they're like having trouble putting their like racist co-workers down like yeah. being like, but they were. I remember, man. Their their wife cooks that that <laughs> stew that I love, and blah blah blah. I say, damn, but they're trash. I, I'm gonna, like everyone else, like, yeah, fucking, you're, be done with it. They're not. They're not here for anything good. 
Yeah. And it's interesting, Biden, as he went on to have that answer, he said, quote, it's getting to the point where, you know, democracy is having a hard time functioning. <laughs> yeah. Biden knows, man. Biden knows. He lived eight years of it. He fucking knows. I don't know what he planned for. I think, I just you know, don't it's get probably, it. you know, they. It, I'm just like anything. Everything's so tactical. You start with your you start with this point. So that's your weather bully. You see people being like, no, fuck that. Fuck the Philip. Get these fucking results. And they're like, OK, well, let's see. And then you hear from Stacey Abrams. Look, there's other ways to do this. Other people are like, hey, there are other ways to do this. And now he's softening. Uh, to see probably how many more Democrats he can get. But like at the same time, to everyone else, it's like it's just such a clear remedy. You yeah. can you can actually pass all all that shit you were talking. You can actually start putting that stuff into law. You can start making those, you know, real legislation. that'll get. And for how long shit takes to get through to Congress, do this shit right away. Do it right away, because the longer you take, the longer it's going to take to pass the stuff you want to pass before we get to midterms right. and who knows what will happen. But the longer it's implemented and you can pass the laws and people start seeing the effects of good laws passed for them, then you win more. Like, it's I was just, just, yeah, I was just thinking about that, that like the thing that they are, are struggling with is that they're the only party who's trying to do good stuff for people, but they have to hurry up and do it so the people can feel, see that the stuff is good like because the other party is just trying to stop the people from having like good in their life. Right. Yeah. It yeah. feels like just deliver ben tangible benefits to people. Right. Feels almost like uh, it's almost like democracy hasn't been working lately. Yeah. It's almost. <laughs> I wonder almost. why. <laughs> it's almost almost like because you're letting this bullshit rock like it's fucking not violent against so many people. It's And, and again, it's like everything. It's just that the. The de preserving the decorum of the Senate Fuck uh, is more important to them than what the, you know, again, the lived experiences of most of the Americans in this country who want something completely different. But they're like, yeah. oh, but I, don't, but I wear a suit and tie every day and I have to pretend, you know, I'm not a violent racist out loud. Well, I guess right. now, but fuck it. Yeah. Yo, uh, I could never, I couldn't be in Congress, man. Like, I get to, I... One of these motherfuckers get punched in the mouth, man. Like honestly, just like because it's so annoying. It's like when you got the little brother who just keeps nagging and nagging and nagging at you, and eventually you just wail on his ass. Like that's the that's you know at least that's how it was in the Neil household where you know my, my stepbrothers got punched a lot, but like but like you know I. If I'm working with some, we've all been in shitty workplace situations, I'm sure. And you work with somebody in a workplace is shitty and people suck and, and all these things. At a certain point, decorum doesn't matter. Yeah. Especially if I got job security. <laughs> like, <laughs> if I know you can't do shit to me for the next three years, oh, I'm going off. Yeah. I'm going off. Like, fuck that. I'm, oh, you want to speak to my off. manager? Those are the constituents of my neighborhood. Yeah. Right. Who rock with me. Good yeah. luck. And, and if yeah. I'm doing my shit for them, then I'm going to stay. I'm I'm going to keep my job. You know, I'm going to keep my job. And it's, <laughs> I mean, hell, you can look at Mitch McConnell, who don't do shit for his constituents. I don't think he stays in Kentucky. I, f I forget that he's the senator of Kentucky. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'd be like, oh, Mitch McConnell, the senator of the United States, like just of the United <laughs> States, not a right, senator. Right. <laughs> He's just the U.S. United States senator. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, exactly. 
uh, because he's he's never doing shit for his actual constituents, and they keep voting for that motherfucker. It's mm. it's wild. It's very wild. I don't understand it. I do understand that if Joe don't go ahead and and give the green light to remove this filibuster, I'm going to have to give Joe the one two combo when yeah. I see him next time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. It's I don't just... care if you got Secret Service, my man. I'm gonna give you these one. I'm gonna give you these hands. <laughs> <laughs> you might care. <laughs> you see beatings on the floor of Congress, like when, uh, b- like around the issue of abolitionists, and you know who was doing the beating? Uh, the pro-slavery people were beating the abolitionists. So, mm. all right, so that's what we got to do. Just pull yeah. up now. Just fucking get Ram Paul and all them. Just in the cafeteria, catch them in the cafeteria, and you just start slow. You right. know what I mean? Like pat their pockets real quick. I'm like, what you got? All right, never mind. I'm going out. Like, oh right. my God, did you see that? Did you see? <sighs> Just little stuff. Flip their fucking lunch tray. Yeah. Up, or, you know what you, or you know what you do? Even start smaller than that. Give them like, both of y'all know Iffy. Give them like the Iffy greeting where it's a little too fucking hard. <laughs> oh, little, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you slap their hand. The yeah. hug is a little too yeah. tight. Body the, check. That yeah. hand slap, the, hand, the hand-to-hand slap breaks your wrist. Yeah. And then your ribs are broken with a bear hug. And they're like, yeah, ran, like, yeah Mitch McConnell is in the hospital after an embrace from freshman Senator Jaquise Neal. <laughs> What's up, Mitch? How you doing, homie? How you doing, homie? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Come here, bro. You good? You good? You oh. good, nigga? You good? You good? Oh, what's up, bro? Good to see you, family, bro. family, bro. family. My neck, my neck, my neck. All right, much love, baby. And just give him a good butt smack, like out of the locker room. All right, yeah. see you out there, boy. Yes, that's how you start. It's, it's subtle, you know? You be like, I was just greeting him, man. I was just greeting him. What? Same way y'all talk about your bills aren't racist. I was just greeting him. What the fuck are y'all talking about? Oh, my gosh, guys. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> There is a, a new time cover uh, with Elliot Page that is is just a, a really good story. Shout out to Time. Yeah. Rare that they just nail it. But um, yeah, just it's just interesting to hear the ways that seemingly small things like being able to cut his hair when he was a young kid would like yeah, totally like nine years old or something change right. the way he felt like even before that it was like and th- there's these pictures of him at like five seven ten and and these are pictures where he said like this is how i wanted to be seen uh with you know boys haircuts and like actually being happy but then it's wild because it's almost like this greek tragedy where his acting talent keeps like pulling him into not being able to be seen the way he wants to be seen and like you know he keeps getting these roles where you know people are like all right you got to grow your hair out and like wear these outfits on the red carpet and just super conflicting um but that or even just like the misogyny that even as a trans man that you you can face yeah you know what i mean just as it relates to trans women and all it's just i think it was a really interesting it was a it was a good read i I saw a few criticisms from like the trans community about like wanting a lot of people wanted a trans writer to write that piece because Mm -hmm. it felt a little bit like this trauma porn thing of like what's the series of traumas that like brought this person here then like like who is elliot 
And I get that. I think maybe the audience, you know, that's that was a perspective of this person who wrote it. But at the very least, I mean, just being able to read about Elliot's like being able to become who they've always felt they are, I think is always so affirming to read just as a human being when you're like, damn, like that's the juice of life. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's to be yeah. able to be fucking you and it's not a fucking problem. And yeah, it's but then all the shit that comes along with it on the way, like it's uh, it's it's not easy, but it's it's nice to see. Nice to see him there. Yeah. yeah, it's a really it's it's such a inspiring story because obviously we you know he's been around for a minute. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and and in iconic female identifying roles, Juno, right? For instance, yeah. right? right? Um, even the Umbrella Academy, even though I loved in this last season, they let him portray a lgbt uh story storyline which was not the case in the first season of umbrella mm -hmm. academy but to have that acclaim in your career up until that point for over a decade plus you know and really big roles and really big franchises with really big directors christopher nolan the x-men franchise oscar nominated roles you know critically acclaimed roles and the sadness of feeling like you have to still lie to yourself mm -hmm. and the bravery to still to say not anymore um it's so inspiring because it's it's hard it's hard i've never been through anything like that and like just the feeling of it feels hard to me so i can only imagine how hard it is in yeah. this industry we're all connected yeah. or in this industry so and i put into how, buckets yes like who you are or are not yeah, because you are, you are, you're typecasted, you're put into certain lanes and things like that. And, and, and to get ahead in this business, you feel like you, especially starting off, have to play the part, right? Yeah. And he was playing the part while playing the part. <laughs> he right. was playing the part two ways, unfortunately. And to say, this is who I am and this is who I've been and I feel comfortable to do it. And, and advocate for those who who are before you and are will come after you too i think is a really like a really nice part to read about too is yeah because we talk you know we talk so much about our respective communities and the people we care about and things like that and the awareness elliot is bringing around you know the struggle of transgender people to get medical care like there were even i was on twitter the weird shit i would see in replies was so disgusting but like him really talking about like how hard it is for people who are transgender to get the kind of medical care that they are seeking that is sort of life affirming and how yeah. that leads to suicide in the community and things like that. And also saying, I also want to be here to show other people that you can do this, that it's okay and bring awareness for people who aren't maybe familiar to be able to look at a different community than theirs and say, this is, I, there's nothing that's a threat to me. These are people who are just like me, who are, are just want to be happy just want to live and be themselves um and yeah it's, it's it, on many levels it's nice yeah. to read some shit like that too like on the heels of fucking reading so much shit that's bad i mean granted it's not the whole piece is not roses by any stretch of the imagination right. but to from there you can truly get a, a sense of how the relief and peace that this person is feeling and that in and of itself is purely worth uh the read, the read. and yeah. i really look forward to the rest of his career yeah. Um, I, I, I really, I really, because this is unprecedented in Hollywood, 
yeah. uh, to my knowledge. For somebody of this stature in Hollywood to transition and, 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 and become who they really are and still work, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. and still work. So, like, that's going to be such a big deal for so many people who are also struggling yeah. with this and also want to come out to see not only this person transition and become the person they they are, but to still have a career. And because, you know, like a lot of times, unfortunately, we equate talent to self. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe that's the wrong way to say it, but like a lot of people are going to be like, oh, I don't know if I'm not, I don't know if I, like what's this going to do to their roles and all that stuff. And right. I'm like, they're still going to be great because they were great yesterday. They'll be great today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and that's gonna be good to see. And he even expresses how excited he is. Yeah, to yeah. act now as himself. Right. You yeah. know, like that's what's just. I think, like again, you can you can look at this story from any perspective you have. Like there, there are always moments where you've had to get some fucking baggage off your back, and you're like, "Fuck, I got this shit off of me now." And mm-hmm. everything seems so promising. You're so excited because now you've 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 come out the other side with a stronger sense of who you are. And ready to fucking show, like, be you yourself in the world and fucking show your gifts or whatever that may be. And yeah. so, yeah, like reading that, I was like, yeah, man, I fuck, I know that. So, bottle yeah. that up. <laughs> Did you guys know the Brett Ratner story of that he had posted? Elliot had posted uh, on Facebook that Brett Ratner had forcibly outed him as gay on the set of an X Men movie. What um, the fuck? That's no. just you just. That's sad. Every oh. story you hear about Brett Ratner, it's never, it's never good things. I'm telling it? you, I've, I've been to his office, the old Frank Sinatra shit on the Warner lot. He has Frank Sinatra's old office on the Warner lot, or be mm-hmm. used to. He has a shower in there that oh. is so big, and it's just like a, mar- oh. it's just like black, it's just a like black stone slab, like wet room, like it looks like a kill room from Dexter. Mm. and no, that's, that's like where the, we have sex that's that's yeah, what, that's what the is. bathroom was in there and <laughs> yeah. i was like yo what the fuck is this office fam like yeah i get that we're here it's like weird. i was doing a piece on like a famous architecture like you know like oh the legacy of this look the warner lot and then we saw the bathroom i was like oh this this is this shit is fucking weird bro you yeah. at your workplace like this is a fuck room there's a fuck room yeah that's but, exactly what it is it's or a fuck you room. yeah whatever the fuck you want to call kill it room, yeah, just, you know right that was that was yeah, that was just a moment where i was just like you know like you can just see a room and you're already just like huh? <laughs> like why do you need a bathroom like this in your office yeah all right and finally uh just a story that is kind of related in the sense that it is about uh representation uh, Disney's newest movie, uh, Raya and the Last Dragon, uh, which is currently number one at the, uh, you know, diminished box office because How of much theater money? closures, but, uh, $700. <laughs> it's made, uh, you know, it was 5.5 in its second week. Uh, so it's, I think it's made okay, 15 domestically. Bucks. Okay. 50 mm. bucks. But, you know, they're also making you pay $30 to watch it. Yeah, Disney Plus. Disney so they're Plus, probably. Right. I I'm not as worried as I usually am about Disney's financial future. Uh, no. I, th- I think they're going to be all right. Peacock though. Yes. <laughs> I'm about to have to pay for Peacock. Peacock about to get an influx of uh, new subscribers because they just bought the WWE Network. 
Oh, they um, did. Which means like everybody who is subscribed to the WWE Network is now about to subscribe to Peacock, which is like millions of subscribers. So okay. they're oh, about yeah. to they're about to get an influx of uh, of new subscribers in the next like month. Um, but the so the movie features the voice acting of Kelly Marie Tran and hell yeah. I actually haven't seen the last Star Wars, but apparently she was just like not. She was kind of sidelined in Star Wars: The yeah. Rise of Skywalker. Just like, why don't you? Why don't you just stay over there? It was like they You're just like, let the trolls thing? write that movie. Yeah, you surprise me. Kind of how it works these days. That's wild. Anyways, she said in an interview that when she was playing the role, like her, uh, you know, inhabiting the character, uh, she believed that Raya, the lead, was gay. And like people are kind of pointing out that this is again, and this is nothing that would be in the that was not in the script. Uh, and people are pointing out that this tends to be uh, how Disney tries to have it both ways, like the gay but not really gay character. Right. And there's a there's a new Disney Pixar movie, Luca, uh, that recently dropped, and it's a coming of age story about two budding male friends in Italy. Who it turns out are secretly sea creatures, uh, which seems like a uh. definitely a queer allegory. But they, you know, they don't say that, and I don't know. It's just because well, like everything about it, when it's like they have to, they have a secret they're hiding from everyone around them. They're sea creatures. Somehow, Luca and Alberto have discovered an ability to hide their true identity as long as they don't touch water, which is important because the people living in the seaside town are terrified of sea creatures. Right. They add like a sea creature phobia to a seaside town. <laughs> like, <laughs> just say that. Just tell homophobic. a story. Treat people like humans. They yes. have to be like, and they're sea creature secret. I can't tell you how funny it is to me to I was expecting you to actually say and they're secretly in love right. I was like 100% oh, right. expecting you to say that and then to no. hear you say sea creatures that, <laughs> that was the up. original pitch Jaquise <laughs> and then an executive was like I love this story this story breaks my heart what if they were sea creatures instead of uh, queer I feel like kids will I feel like people will be able to sort of latch onto that more Right. The fear of a sea creature. Oh, man. Uh, there was also a uh, studio that they recently shuttered that had a movie called Nimona that was uh, based on the fantasy webcomic of the same name and featured two male leads kissing, featured a gender nonconforming lead heroine. Uh, and heroin, you say it? Yeah. Oh, hair, like, oh, okay. Lead hair. <laughs> like, a, like See, okay. Hey, what else did you try since, uh, since we got caught up? <laughs> you know. You heroin? Heroin, you say? We got heroin over here? Hey, cheap. Um, <laughs> but according to reports, the movie was 75% done, and they still scrapped it. And the voice wow. cast would have wow. included Chloe Grace Moretz and uh, Riz Ahmed. So Oscar-nominated yes. Riz Ahmed. yes. It's again, this is the same shit we were talking about with the McKinsey report on not inclu not including enough black people in film and how you're leaving money on the table. Yep. If you have just diversify your stories, you are going to make more money. Yeah. I don't understand. Like why? It's just so fucked up because, yeah, also there's like also the whole trope within Disney things where like a lot of the gay characters were also like evil, too. It's like, yeah. Oh. So what are we saying? Like, just. You know, I guess Disney gonna Disney, but it's just right. like at this point, it just feels so like lame. Like it's 2021, really. Right. 
And we're right. still acting like, oh, God, that could be a third rail issue because Disney it's like op- operates this like weird both sides space in the American consciousness where it, it appeals to, you know, liberal people and conservative people simultaneously. So it's like, yeah, but like, look, they'll be smart enough to know what we're saying and it won't be explicit enough to upset the small minded conservative people who also consume the product. Yeah. Like just to your point about like Disney's long, weird history of this, like Ursula is clearly based and like admittedly, I think they've acknowledged that of divine is uh, Ursula is based on divine. Uh, So they just take a, the image of a famous drag queen and turn it into the, the villain of the movie and just appropriate Mm. it. Yeah. Uh, and then Scar and all that yeah. shit. I mean, yeah. it's all propaganda, yeah. you know? So yep. got to look at it that way. <laughs> Jaquise, uh, what it's been so fun having you, man. Where can this is uh, people great... find you and follow you? Oh, man, you can find me in these streets, as always. And then uh, <laughs> if, once you find me in the streets, if you want more of me, on social media, at Jaquise Neal on everything. Also, go check out the cast. Go check out the cast with Ray and Jaquise. That's my co-host, uh, like I said, we're covering some of the greatest moments in reality TV show history and are building a cast of 12, uh, the greatest reality TV show cast of all time. So I think we're having a lot of fun. I think you might like it. Can you so give us one, one character who, uh, who is anchoring the team or do they uh, have to tune our in first, n- our first, our first episode, we covered the famous Tiffany, New York pilot and pumpkin fight oh. and flavor oh, of love. Wow. And uh, and from that clip, we decided to cast, of course, Tiffany New York Pollard yeah. um, as our number one pick to you know anchor and be the foundation of of this greatest cast of all time. So yeah, it's gonna be fun. I, I'm I'm excited for it. So check that out. Uh, is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got a tweet from from the homie. We all know this cat, Big Zig, Zig, mm-hmm. uh, Cody Zig. He, you know, they they change. Apparently, the Casper slide is changing because Gen Z can't, you know, leave nothing the fuck alone. Um, and <laughs> and Zig wrote a tweet saying, "Taking the classic cookout dance and making it more than four steps is anti-black and should be illegal." <laughs> Ain't nobody's uncle hopping off the grill to throw they back out doing the dance. And I've never heard a tweet that was more true than that, man. Like, don't mm. what the fuck you changing the Casper slide for, man? Like, y'all need to go sit the fuck down. Sit down. Like, mm. damn. Lo- know your history and it. Respect it. I ain't trying to do six steps. I have trouble doing a cha-cha slide. Like, now you're trying <laughs> to make me do these, break yeah. my knees and shit. Nah, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Kids are out of control. Uh, Miles, where can people find you and what's the tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, PlayStation Network, Miles of Gray. Also other podcasts, 420 Day Fiance. You know, just check check that out, too, if you like that trash TV. Mm-hmm. To a couple, to, uh, let's see, tweets that I like. Uh, the first one is from Erica Shimizu Banks at Erica Shimizu. Says, as a black and Japanese woman who works on intersectional equity, you can imagine how often I am asked to speak on the, quote, tension between the black and Asian community, my answer is and remains the same. This is a false narrative. The tension is white supremacy. Mm. Yep. And one more from Jules Glegg at Hey Jules Fern uh, tweeted. This is a big one. Said 2000s tech industry. What if anyone could share any file for free? Mm. 2020s tech industry. 
What if a JPEG costs ten thousand dollars? Yep. And then Rob Delaney tweeted, apparently there's a guy in Latvia who can take a dump without drinking four cups of coffee first. Uh, <laughs> shocking but true facts. That, uh, That's very you can funny. find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode and recommend a song that we suggest you check out. Uh, Miles, what is today's song recommendation? All right, so, uh, you know, we're going to do a Sly Dunbar track. We want deep roots, dub reggae. Uh, and this track's called If You Want It. And I just need something bassy right now. Uh, just to just to fill out the foundation sonically underneath my feet, uh, and this is just a classic, classic track. Um, you know, check out Sly and Robbie too. They're they're also great. They're, they they teamed up and did some really cool shit too. But yes, this is if you want it by Sly Dunbar. Uh, you know, fire up those whatever you got. You know, uh, if you got uh, some graba, whatever you're gonna do, do what you do, mm-hmm. but do it to this track. All right, go check that song out. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production by iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And that will do it for this morning. We are back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Bye.